Good morning, and welcome to the Bare Bones Podcast, episode number something. It is the 12th of July, and it's about 10 o'clock in the morning. Good morning to wherever you're listening from. Um, and I hope you're having a splendid week. Everyone I know around me is dropping dead from the lurgy. There's snot goblins everywhere. Only yesterday I was in the supermarket and um, I've done pretty well to kind of stay clear of all the uh, flu and the Ebola mad cow disease. And I was in the, the produce section and a, a woman walked past me and sneezed heavily into her sleeve. I picked up an aubergine, which was right next to the eggplants. Cracked the top off it like a grenade and hurled it in her direction. Such as the lengths that I'm resorting to to stay uh, flu free. You know, when you get to uh, when you get to um, forty, and you have a big weekend, you bounce back as fast as you used to. So you just need to be a little bit more um, cautious of your immune system. Mm. Keep up the uh, keep up the vitamins. You know, I had a lovely weekend with my lo- with my wife. She certainly adds a little bit of class to this relationship. When I first met her, actually, um, you know, I knew I had to try and pull out some big guns to try and uh, get her to stick around because I realised um, I might have been a little bit out of my depth, you know, batting a little bit above my weight. And um, we were living a... Uh, we were living uh, in around the North Melbourne area. And I went down to Victoria Markets and I was like, you know what, I'll cook her a delicious dinner. Mm. And uh, my culinary, culinary prowess is about as good as my ability to remember which episode this is. And I thought I'd cook her a nice Thai-style fish. So I got a snapper, I got some chili, and I got a bit of coconut, a couple mixed herbs and spices. And I put in tinfoil and I put everything in there and I popped in the oven and it looked awesome. Took a photo. Took a photo from the, um, what would have been back then, probably MySpace. <laughs> put it in my MySpace. And um, that was cool. And cooked it up. She got home from work. Opened it up. It looked lovely. Uh, but when she went to eat it, she started sweating out of her eyeballs. And um, needed to go to the fridge for two litres of low-fat milk because I'd put so much chilli in there it would become inedible. But it's the thought that counts, eh? Because you see, I got the recipe wrong. It's one of those recipes where 
despite my lack of culinary expertise, I just thought that I probably knew best. And I just went for gold. And just tried to make it up as I went along. And sometimes when we do that, we don't quite balance out the recipe correctly. And in contrast, on the weekend, I went to Don Miller's house, Don Miller and Poy's house, mm. super fight. Um, and they had uh, a bunch of ties over, so they had Manasak Pinchin Chai, one-time WM WMC world champion, Rajadman stadium champion, down for uh, a week or so, staying with Don. Isan Boy from Burham, same as Poi, Don's wife. There was uh, Jin Hong Kong Lek was there with his partner. And there was uh, Boy from up in uh, Cairns, or Cairns. I'm not sure why they put the R in that. It always confuses me. It's definitely Cairns, isn't it? Um, and Salvatore, who was the main event, on, who fought Q on Hardcore on the weekend. And we had like a Isan style lunch. And in contrast to my spicy fish, everything was perfectly balanced. You know, from the texture of hard to soft, you know, from salty to, to sweet. And the spice was balanced through as well, you know, it's balanced out with the mint. And, um, that was an example of how, you know, as you as you add the right things to the ingredients, everything kind of balances out as you, you taste test it along the way, um, rather than one component of that recipe kind of dominating the meal, or it being, you know, um, what do you call it, deficient in one area, such as the famous spicy fish. Well, that's um, kind of a parallel I want to draw to some things that we had on on the weekend, you know, because we had we had uh, a couple of fighters on on the weekend on hardcore promotions at the Ultima Hotel in Keylor. We had Hannah Hannah Belicta Collins. For we had. Isaac Tomlinson fight for the WBC state title versus Solomon Hashimi. And we had um, Dylan. Dylan Wickham fought another local lad from Geelong. Put on an incredible performance. But, you know, there's a couple things that um, we can take from each of those fights moving forward and kind of adjust the recipe to kind of try and find the right balance for each of them um, and kind of try and get that perfect perfect uh, meal if you would served up without kind of missing any of the components and I think yeah maybe that's something Hannah could relate to as you notice I've just turned the volume down because I was looking at the screen and I I'm noticing a few hisses and pops, so hopefully the volume's a bit better from here on in on the mic. Yeah, hopefully that's something that Hannah could relate to because, you know, she, I think we got the recipe wrong for her. You know, in the week leading up to the fight, you know, the weight cut, we made some um, 
probably came down a little bit far. And in terms of, you know, she was a little bit flat coming in. You know, perhaps we didn't like approach the mindset right, and um, and you know, perhaps the game plan wasn't correct either. And she kind of felt that on the night that the recipe just wasn't quite there. And you know, there's some things that she did that were really good, um, but there's some areas of her game that just didn't click. And you know, those that have trained with her know how dangerous she is in the gym. And um, we can get there. We just need to get the recipe right. So when we serve her up at dinner time, she's uh, got the right balance. And we missed that. But well done to young Penny Godfrey, who many of us have fought. Many of our girls have fought, and we've still got one girl to go. Still got to fight Nicola, so we will put Nicola in there against her. But it was, um, this wasn't Hannah's night. She'll bounce back from that one. We just didn't quite get the recipe correct. And then who was there? There was uh, Dylan Wickham. Uh, Dylan fought Liam Slaven from Steen's Gym in Geelong, uh, who's a very aggressive kind of puncher who uh, kind of punctuates those combinations with the occasional kick. And um, Dylan had a game plan leading in, recognising that he was probably the more technical of the two that we're going to play a bit of a kicking game that we're going to kind of slide back with the puncher and slide switch kicks up against uh, the ribs of Slaven as he was punching and once he finished his combination that we're going to use long guard to help frame off and occupy the center of the puncher and that when opportunities presented that we're going to enter the clinch and dominate for short periods in there just to tire out Liam's arms and um I'd probably give Dylan a 9 out of 10. He landed about 3,500 switch kicks to the to the left side of Liam, kicking his arms and then uh, early to kind of tire out his arms and then starting to drive it in just above the hip into the ribs to steal his wind. Long guard was perfect. Um, and he, when he looked, entered the clinch, he looked really strong and uh, was moving with purpose. Pulled uh, Liam's head down a couple of times and Liam could only turn him and just put him up against the ropes and kind of push him up there, which uh, there's some real moments of dominance from Dylan and Nouth. I felt it was a very complete performance and it was absolutely wrapped for him. You know, he's really kind of found his style and um, there's going to be big things ahead from the from the bro Dylan. He keeps following like that, god damn. There's probably some opportunities for us to work on his uh, his left knee as people come in, you know, just find that range. But Liam was providing a bit of an awkward range, which made it difficult to kind of time that. And it's not often that I complain about the judging, but I'll tell you what, one of those judges must have had his, um, his eyes on the ring girls or you know, checking his MySpace or something because two judges, 30-27, 30-27 to Dylan, which is, honestly, it's the only logical conclusion that you could draw from that fight. You know, Liam was punching with kind of almost an open palm, wasn't landing anything clean. Um, 
and Dylan was far more technical, far more balanced and landing, you know, just unanswered rib, uh, you know, body kicks with his left leg. And then pulled his head down the clinch a few times. One of the judges had it 29-28, the lamb. Now, I, when, when they read out the split decision, without naming names, there's a couple of notable ties who were involved in officiating in Victoria. And um, a man of uh, Persian persuasion, also heavily involved in officiate heavily involved in officiating in Australia and they just both looked at me and shook their heads like gobsmacked it's like how can this how could an official at that level a pro fight interpret a fight in that way unbelievable anyway nonetheless we got the win um, and Dylan's very happy with himself. We got the recipe right on that one. And then, uh, 74 fights later, Isaac stepped up into the ring, which was um, to the sweet tune of Vanilla Ice, Ice Ice Baby. And there's... Uh, when Isaac's on, he's on. And um, I'm really trying to get him to celebrate having fun when he's in there. Because with fun comes flow. And when Isaac's flowing and entertaining, he's going to be very hard to beat. You know, Hashimi, he's, he's a bit of a vet. So I think he's had about 20 fights. And he's only lost three times. He's incredibly awkward. Um, he, he does a lot of things that are unconventional. Uh, more spinning than you know I'd like to see in a Muay Thai fight. But he does a lot of things well. Um, and if you don't trap him, if you don't pressure him and you don't cut him off, he can be a hard guy to find. But he swayed out a lot of the what He was very evasive. He's kind of like a fart in the breeze. At times, and, um, made Isaac miss. They both made each other miss. But when Isaac kind of found that that sense of um, flow and was having fun, he was incredibly. Uh, he's going to be incredibly hard to beat. You know that. I think there's this like unconscious message that sports aren't meant to be fun. So unconscious messaging that this is supposed to be, um, especially combat sports, supposed to be serious and uh, um, you know you're supposed to get in there and work hard and that that you know work working hard and um, fun aren't always uh, kind of you know held together. They're, they're not generally um, kind of conceived as you know one and the same you know it's true you know when you're bored it's hard to have fun when you feel anxious or um, perhaps you feel what you're over in you know you're, you're over your head 
and over your head, it's hard to have fun. Maybe if you don't have a goal or an objective, then it can be harder to have fun, or if you don't have a clear objective, then it's certainly hard to find flow. But, you know, I think, um, you know, if you can get the recipe right, and I think Isaac got the recipe right, we got the recipe right for Isaac on the weekend, and he, and he was having fun, he found that flow. And that's when he starts doing things like you know, catching a leg and elbowing the thigh. Kind of old moy barana. Who, who does that? Or or catching the teep and kind of doing that pull through limb Harrison dump. It, it, that's when he starts having fun. And, you know, for, for something like a WBC state title or even just the cha the challenge of, you know, going up against Salomon who... You know, I know he was looking forward to that fight for, for the, the, the aspect of the challenge. Then it was easy for him to get into the flow and enjoy the fight and to be immersed in the movement, in the moment, because he, he kind of strives for that improvement. And that was a great opportunity for him to challenge himself. And I think a lot of people get kind of caught up in, in the, the outcome, the, the win or the loss, rather than seeing it as an opportunity to you know, to, um, to showcase Muay Thai and kind of embrace the challenge and see how you go. Um, but everything came, we had the recipe right. The game plan was correct. The challenge was appropriate. It was a hard task, but appropriate. The preparation was great. And yeah, everything came together. It was a beautiful performance from Isaac and he was absolutely wrapped to get the win. Came out unscathed and um, yeah, it was cool. It was a nice little picture at the end. Everyone's smiling apart from me. My knee had blown up about to about 300% of its normal size. But he's there with his dad and Tanisha and um, Zane and Dylan. It was really cool. Um, good for him. Big fight news to come for, for Isaac. I need to have a chat to him about, about it. But a lot of opportunities rolling in. And I think we figured out the recipe. So look out. No more spicy fish. Because when you get the recipe wrong, you get a little bit too much spice in there. Or perhaps you might go to Szechuan House. For dinner on a Saturday night. We went to Szechuan House, which is a um, a Chinese restaurant made famous by Iron Chef. And Anthony Bourdain used to go there. It's in Chinatown on Cause Lane, I think. And everything is about ninety five percent Szechuan peppers, five percent MSG, two percent whatever else they find out underneath the sink. And about two percent protein, and it's bloody delicious. But my god, you know, having them. If you're gonna go and eat that, what you need is what I had on Sunday morning, because me and Lenny had a little date night in the city, stayed at Hotel W, very fancy. So fancy, in fact, that the toilet in the hotel room had a function that allows you to blow. Warm water 
into your butthole. Not only can you blow it into your butthole, but you can control the direction of the jet, the pressure of the jet, and when you're finished, you can blow warm air on your butt. It's a far-reaching um, analogy, but if you can get the recipe right for a fighter in Muay Thai, you can have fun, and you can find the fun, you can have flow, and you can fight at the you know the top ranges of your ability. To get the recipe off can be a little bit difficult. And it's going to burn deep within you for a few days. Unless you have a toilet with a butthole washing jet. I think I might invest in one. You know, I think I might invest in one. They also had a, a, a toilet seat warming. Uh, the, when you sit on the toilet seat, it was warm. Just absolute game changer. And those of you born, you know, before 1985, you probably remember when, you know, Grandma used to knit a toilet seat cover. It's kind of like that, except, you know, the merino doesn't itch your ass. So this is very fancy. This weekend, we have, uh, what do we have this weekend? This weekend we have, oh, oh I'm commentating BOA, the 6th edition. So, I know there's still tickets available for this. If you're in the, um, if you're in the, uh, if you're into a little bit of jiu-jitsu, professional jiu-jitsu, this is the, the kind of pinnacle of pro professional Jiu-Jitsu and the, um, certainly the pioneer of it in Australia. The eight-man tournament is a super heavyweight tournament. Whoa, the big boys. Is it super heavyweight? No, it's just heavyweight. The big boys. No, who wants to see super heavyweight? Everyone wants to see the heavyweights. And it's, you know, there's some real, there's some big names in it. Some, especially coming fresh off the ADCC trials. Um, last month, we had our coach Chris... Christo was over there, had, had a dip, had a dip. You know, there's uh, guys like Ben Hodgkinson, Declan uh, Moody, who else is in it? Charles Negramonte, he's only ever been submitted three times in a comp. The Brazilian. He was supposed to be on um, Boa the fourth edition, actually, against uh, Gilbert Burns, and who else was on that? There was Craig Jones and DJ Jackson in that one as well. So you see these big names. Big names coming to the party. Anton Monico, 27-year-old black belt. Jess Smith, Euros. Who else is there? Shit, I'm missing a couple. Bob Frias. And it, what's interesting, a bunch of these guys all fought each other in um, ADCC trials. And it was, uh, so there's kind of like a bit of a standard. You know, we kind of know who's coming in in form. It was Bob Frias who won the gold. Um, in his division, I think it was the... He's stepping up in a bit of weight this time, I think. He was in the 88kg bracket or something for that. And then there's a bunch of super fights that are going to be awesome. You know, out of uh, Dominance MMA, Lincoln Hancock. Lincoln Hancock. Link, he's an absolute gun. And the geese fighting Thiago Braga. 
that'll be heaps of fun. Um, yeah, there's a whole bunch of guys in there. So if you're if you're into jujitsu, um, or even if you kind of want to check it out, see what it's all about, then tune in. I'm gonna be calling calling the shots. Actually, are they shots or the shots of it's wrestling? I'll be calling the action. So tune in. There'll be a, it's on Sunday. There'll be a live stream. Uh, it's top notch stuff, and it'll be uh, be going on a Foxtel on a uh, post production. So get behind, support some of the uh, support some combat sports, the combat sports, and listen to your boy, Big Willie, extra medium sized Willie, the spicy fish chef. Wherever you are this week, whatever you're doing in your life, just be conscious of how much spice you're adding to the spice you're adding to your life. Make sure that you're balancing everything out. You're not putting too much of one thing in and leaving too much of one thing out. Because with balance and with a little bit of fun comes flow and there ain't nothing better. Talk to you next week. Big Willie, signing out.